The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. You don't mind if I uh, uh, share this, obviously, when it gets aired and stuff like this to help market? No, yeah, no problem. I mean, it's just even just, hey, this is me. <laughs> Listen to it. me. I love doing it. I have another friend that just started a podcast on depression and humor and I'm, you know, helping her share that and trying to be like a street team for it. Oh, since cool. I, since I'm not, What's that one I'm called? not casting myself anymore, I want to help out where I can. What's uh, what's that one called that your friends uh, doing? Isolated Incidents. I believe it's on Stitcher. It just came out today. So check it out. Yeah. I will probably guest on that one as well. My goal is to be the poor man's Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the uh, the facial hair to uh, to go with it? Or? I could if I need it. I just want to be like the well-known guest. It's like, oh, they got Brian. He's a great guy. <laughs> Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of the Better Band Podcast, hosted by Brandon Palomo. An all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Yes, this is Brandon here talking about Even Flow, the second single from 10, which they released on April 6th, 1992, the single that is, not the album. And here today to talk with me about it is Brian Hunt. How are you doing, Brian? Doing good, Brandon. Nice to, thanks for having me on your show. Oh, hey, <laughs> I need guests. <laughs> so, hey, hey, anybody, everybody. All, all are welcome. <laughs> well, let's let's jam this out and hope we get a pearl of wisdom from it. Hey, oh, okay. No, no, I'm I'm editing that out. That's no good. That's <laughs> so, uh, uh, I I kind of ripped this idea off from uh, uh, Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott, their uh, REM and U two podcasts. Yeah, and, and and so I I I have to ask you then. In order, in order to rip them off fully, is uh, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam? I was in middle school. It was probably about ninety two or ninety three um, when they just started really blowing up. The grunge scene was just starting, and I remember hearing about them and didn't get that into them. Well, pretty much ever, but like I did, they were like such a staple like they were everywhere like you couldn't turn on mtv without seeing it or turn on the radio without hearing it so you ended up picking certain songs it's like hey, actually you know what i kind of like this one and luckily even flow is one of the ones i liked oh well here we go yeah now uh let's see there's a couple different versions they've messed around with it uh a little bit they have a uh the demo of it which kind of has the beginning seeds of the main riff of it. Uh, did you kind of, could you kind of see the, uh, the similarities there with how, what they ended up with? Was that the fourth thing that I played that, on, the, on the playlist? Yeah, it was the one without the, uh, without without the, the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, I can hear it. I, I didn't know that that was before. I thought that was someone else playing it. Like oh, they're really? like, hey, we're gonna take Evenflow and explore the space inside the Evenflow. But now that I know that, 
uh yeah i could definitely hear the roots for it it definitely had a more of a jam band feel mm-hmm. than the song ended up which i prefer not the jam band version <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I like punk rock, so any song over two minutes, I'm already like, all right, guys, let's wrap this up. And when I look <laughs> at the play time of almost four minutes, I was like, oh, I forgot how long this song is. So then you were, you don't really know like the uh, the hardcore pedigree of uh, of this song and like what it's what it's become then, right? No, I do not. Enlighten me. The first version of this song, I think that I sent to you on the playlist, is. Uh, like from their album and they had a they had a their original drummer and then they changed drummers uh pretty soon after the recording of of that first album and uh that version they re-recorded it with him for the uh for the video okay that they have on MTV and the, like the one that starts with wah yeah, that's that's the one that if I like close my eyes and didn't listen to it, that's the one that would pop in my head. Like the video plays in your head. Yes, yes, <laughs> that and Jeremy, those two videos. Like I was like, oh, those are my. If I close my eyes and think Pearl Jam, those visuals pop in my mind more than the sound almost. From what I understand of Pearl Jam, I've never seen them live, but from what I've heard is even if you don't like Pearl Jam, if you see them live, then you like Pearl Jam. Yeah, like. And I, I'm kind of jealous that I never did get to see them, but I'm a big stick in the mud and don't like going to concerts anyway. <laughs> yeah, that that second one is the uh is the wah one. Yeah. That's the one they recorded with their new drummer. Um the, yeah, that, the first and third ones are pretty much yeah. the same thing. They except for the third one, they took out a bunch of the reverb in it. So it sounded a less okay. like less eighties. Nine, like early 90s and, and sounded more sort of like oh okay this could have been from yeah. recently yeah yeah definitely and of the Pearl Jam that I've dabbled in over the course of my life because like I said I, I like punk a whole lot Even Flow is one that stuck out because it rocks a little bit harder it jams a little bit quicker like it's got a little bit more of an edge to it than some of their other songs mm-hmm. I mean I, I've I've grown to like some of the softer ones not softer but slower like your yellow lead better i believe it's mm-hmm. called and uh you know ones like that i'm like oh they really can play and they really can sing and write a song but even flow is like the one that my friend loaned me the album and i would just like skip to that one over and over <laughs> again and not really listen to the whole album because i'm like this one kind of rocks well uh you should give uh the song porch a try then Port? yeah that's okay i will definitely my uh the the one that re- i really like clung to was uh do the evolution oh, yeah, yeah that was that one's always like a, a great one but uh no even flow like i said it when i listened to it i was like i imagine having my flannel shirt in <laughs> middle school still had my star trek technical manuals in my uh backpack but uh like starting to realize like Hey, music isn't just the Beatles or pop. Like these were the first ones that made me realize like there's other things other than radio play that I should explore. And middle school really made me start listening to other music that, you know, like finding my own voice mm-hmm. in song. And like not that like I was a huge Pearl Jam fan, but I they did kind of definitely have an influence on that. And I give them much thanks for that because if it wasn't for them i wouldn't have found the bands that i really love so what uh what do you 
what have you found yourself really liking from then or do you keep up uh, at all with uh new music or you just kind of stay with oh no i'm i'm an old fogey i don't it is but i do like i i try to keep up with the trends that my kids listen to so they're really into k-pop mm -hmm. so the uh new solo from has jenny from blackpink is really good <laughs> um i got really into no effects mm -hmm. that that became my band for the longest time. I loved them. And I could definitely hear the West Coast influence, you know, like the West Coast sound in both Pearl Jam and them versus some of the East Coast stuff of Bouncing Souls that I also liked a whole lot. And then, I, of course, growing up and then uh, being a huge Weird Al fan, if I could pick one artist to never only listen to them for the rest of my life, it would be Weird Al. Because he stayed true to his form and has never sold out sound-wise. Mm -hmm. um, while still expanding his musical horizons. Like, But like I said, without selling out. And I love the song My Baby's In Love With Eddie Better. <laughs> Was that the, uh, the same album that had the uh, Crash Test Dummies? I think One. Crash Test Dummies was a single. I, if I'm not mistaken, My Baby's In Love With Eddie Better was on Bad Hair Day mm -hmm. or Alapalooza. Oh, okay. Uh, I, as we're searching here, I'll look that up. But yeah, it was the Zydeco song <laughs> about it. And it's about how he's uh, mopey and fighting Ticketmaster and his, his girlfriend's... Uh, obsessed with it and then he ends up like saying well she'll get a taste of her own medicine when I start stalking Alanis Morissette was one of the lines <laughs> oh, it, was, uh, it, must, it must suck having that much fame and success I think is another line that he has in it too mm -hmm. <laughs> this was hey, heavy into the Pearl Jam doesn't want to play any shows for Ticketmaster and we're not doing any videos for MTV anymore yeah. like we're sick of music machine which i completely respect i'm not making fun of it but like you know low-hanging fruit you can make fun of what's ever kind of popular at the time yeah the, there there were some uh uh incidents with uh eddie vetter uh particularly where he did have a couple stalkers that uh yeah that pestered him and then also somebody drove their car like into his house or into like the fence outside of his house trying to get in oh my goodness his house. and i before you get flooded with emails it was on running with scissors which wasn't until 99 but i believe he wrote it before yeah then. yeah well he it's it's it always takes him a little bit to to get his albums yeah sort of written and and everything so it's not just i think focused on one or two songs in a in a genre or in an era kind of Mm -hmm. can encapsulate and I, and, more and, than just one sound yes oh yeah and i and i i remember like when pearl when the whole Ticketmaster thing came about i was i didn't really know much of what was going on so i was just like well this is kind of ridiculous you're just shooting your career in the foot and now looking back like what a bold move like what you know like so that's it's kind of punk in itself like i'm sick of the machine it's very uh what was her name Fiona Apple, like this mm -hmm. whole world is BS. Like, I, 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 I look back. I'm like, you know, Eddie Vedder really was kind of cool. Like when he had the power, where he had people listening to him, he didn't sell out. He didn't use it to sell 
aspirin or soda. He's like, you know what? I'm, I'm about the music and the music is for the fans. And if you don't like it, I'll be fine. And I really dig that about him. Yeah. And especially if you, if you look at how much tickets are for things too, it's kind of like, Oh, you look online. It's like, Oh, this, uh, you know, this thing's like, uh, okay. 50 bucks. Yeah, sure. Okay. And then, okay, well, I got to get two tickets. So go ahead and get two tickets. You're like, Oh, Hey, here's this fee and this fee and this fee. Charge oh, uh, and, yep. there's a fee for uh, getting it for, for, uh, printing it out myself. Okay. Well then I'll have them deliver it in the mail. Oh, okay. There's a fee for that. Well, I'll just go to the box office <laughs> yeah. to pick it up. Oh, there's a fee for picking up at the box office. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I, we went, we went and saw Paul McCarty a few years back when he came through town and it was for the four of us, well over $500. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, it's a Beatles, so don't get yeah. me wrong. And it was my daughter's first concert and she got to see a Beatles. So we kind of set the bar kind of high, but, uh, but does he need that much money? Does he still need no, that? He doesn't. Money? <laughs> but that being said, he played for three hours with no break. Oh, wow. Yep. In a hot summer day in the stadium, no break. His band took a break while he would go and play other songs. Oh. Like, it's like, I was, I've never seen a showman like that next to Weird Al, of course. Have you, so you've seen Weird Al live? Yes, like six times now. <laughs> Came on the uh, self indulgent one that he just did. Yep. Yep. And then I, was, I got to go to the show in Milwaukee where he played Albuquerque, which was amazing. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that song. It's like a 12 minute song. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, you get a chance, to listen to it. And uh, he just announced his new tour where he's going to be playing with full symphony orchestra. So yeah, I think that went on sale today or it goes on sale next week or something like that. Uh, I got to go. <laughs> All right. <then. laughs> this has been, no, I still don't have a title for the podcast on that. Yeah. My, uh, my, uh, the self-indulgent tour, we were kind of, we had a bunch of bills to pay. So I kind of was like, well, I've seen Weird Al enough times. I know this is the show I really want to go see where he's playing all his original stuff, but I'm not going to, you know, I was like, eh, I'll just write this off. My oldest bought us, bought the family tickets and I, I've never cried at a Christmas present, but being the crybaby I am, I'm like, this is the greatest ever. My other one got me Mystery Science Theater 3000 Funko Pops. And I'm like, yeah, these are great, but you <laughs> lost this year. <laughs> like, ah, uh, I don't have to update my favorites list. Okay. <laughs> Yep, you're still in the will. <laughs> so yeah, but no, and, and I like I said, I'm a big stick in mud. I usually don't like going to shows, but from what I hear, Eddie and Pearl Jam is the way to go. Like that's it's almost a religious experience. No, yeah, if 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 you've never gone going for like your first time, like I I think the first time I saw them was ninety four or ninety five. Oh, wow. So you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. I was still in middle school or freshman in high school, something like that, and uh, to yeah. Sacramento to see them. So that's like a, a four-hour drive or so. And, um, yeah, I saw them with Bad Religion open for them. Oh, now, that's a band I've seen six or seven times because that's my wife's favorite right. band. <laughs> and we live about 20 minutes north of where... Uh, Greg Graffin grew up, oh, and wow. she had his dad for college. Cool. Yeah, Wait, he, he had his dad. Is that what you said? Yeah, Greg Graffin's dad was the head of the English department at Parkside University in Kenosha. Oh, wow. So when she was young, when she was a, a freshman, 
he gave us backstage passes to go see him when they came through with the I forget what album just came out. It was one of the mm-hmm. newer ones. But yeah, we got backstage. And so I'm sitting here with my girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, he has a total Indiana Jones persona. He's on stage. He's pointing and shaking his fist. And then he gets backstage and he has his glasses on and a button-up shirt like Professor Jones. Mm-hmm. And she's just drooling over him. I'm like, yeah, that's great, hard. That's great. <laughs> like, great. Now I got to compete with that. Yeah. Oh, but bad. they're a good yeah. show. They're they're always a good time, but I kept throw oh, out wow, Bad Religion and Pearl Jam. That's a that's a pretty good uh pretty good uh t- team for sound. Yeah, that was uh uh it was all general admission, so there was absolutely no seats, and it was outside, and the whole floor was you know was just dirt. It was you know it was outside. Yeah. There was nothing there because they had because they, they weren't using Ticketmaster, so they had to play some weird venues. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, people would start moshing and just a cloud of dirt just rose <laughs> up in the air and we're kind of like sitting in the seats kind of like, Oh, that's kind of scary. Oh, rock me. <laughs> yeah. When you're in your 14. You're like, what's yeah. going on? That's great. That's great. Since then they've there, they'll have like things like specific lyrics that they'll sing in songs that people will sing back or they'll do they'll put their hands up at certain moments and like do weird sorts okay. of like almost um um damn it I was going to say Transylvania 65000 that's not the thing <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> Is that a song that they sing really No 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 but I mean like it's the concerts are sort of like that in that like the the interaction where you know you went to see okay. Rocky Horror Picture Show you know, there's people gotcha. throwing, not throwing spoons. That's the room, but you know, throwing toast or, you know, saying, yeah, yeah. Oh, blah, blah, blah during different lines and stuff like that. There's stuff that happens like that in Pearl Jam concerts that kind of going to them over the years, just kind of like see them as kind of like, Oh yeah, this happens, this happens. And then I took my wife to her first Pearl Jam show, um, probably what two three years ago and she was like whoa all this stuff is happening and this this is awesome (laughs) we got to see neil diamond uh play Summerfest once and a lot of crowd participation in that and he of course played sweet caroline i think five (laughs) times and and so half the crowd is going bop 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 and the other half of the crowd is going whoa 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 so he's like oh, now he's a bop 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 whoa whoa let's try it this time with bop 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 let's try it this time with whoa 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 and me personally it's meow 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 <laughs> but uh but yeah it was, that, that was a good time and the best part about that show is i don't know if you're familiar what Summerfest is no i'm not big music fest they have like 10 stages goes for like a week and a half and huge bands play, small bands will play. Weird Al does it almost every time he's got he's touring, um, and usually hits the free stage, so you don't even have to pay to see him, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Um, but Neil Diamond, being the old, I was literally sitting next to next to an old man with uh, an oxygen tank, <laughs> and his show started at six thirty, and was or maybe seven. And was done by 8.30 because, like, everyone had their pills to take. <laughs> so we got done and we leave and the B-52s have, like, just started their set. So I got to see almost the whole B-52 set for free awesome. right after seeing Neil Diamond. And it was quite an experience. But uh, uh, at the at Pearl Jam shows, a song like Even Flow 
has now evolved yeah. into a jam band sort of thing where like okay the solo in it uh yeah it, they've turned this was it like almost a five minute song into like a 17 minute just solo jam where he'll you know play behind his head he'll everybody oh, cool. else will kind of you know kind of just like backs off and does their own thing you know that's great smoke some cigarettes or drink some wine yeah. and kind of <laughs> watch him play and be like oh wow and and then you know come back and everything like that and some some, some people you know they've, they've played it so many times they'll be like okay go to the bathroom now i know i'll get back and the song will still be playing yeah, uh, I believe me, I know. Uh, I've bartended at Alpine Valley for Fish and Grateful Dead a few mm-hmm. times, and for I've I've done Fish shows five times. I've seen them twice because I was dragged along. I'm not a big Fish fan, but uh, it was from what I can tell, the shows are about three hours, and I think they play six songs. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody gets a solo you get a solo and you get a solo and now we're gonna jump on trampolines and now we're gonna look at lights for 10 minutes and i get it don't get me wrong i understand why but yeah when you're high out of your mind it's pretty awful yeah well believe me <laughs> that's why i went the first two times <laughs> but i will bartend for fish fans any day of the week before i bartend for jimmy buffett fans oh, really? ever again I would bartend for Juggalos any day of the week before I <laughs> bartend for Parrot Heads. They oh, you know, all you have the, to do is give them Fago, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, but like we were at the only stand that had hard liquor, and it's at a show, so you know what you're you're paying ten dollars for a mixed drink. Yeah, these boomers that are getting out and <laughs> hey, this is my one day to get out. Look, I have my deck shoes and a Hawaiian shirt. Why aren't you being nice to me? I'm Even though I'm yelling at you because I have to pay $10 for a drink that if I went to a bar, I'd be paying the same amount. The worst. Didn't tip. Fish fans tip like crazy. Grateful Dead fans tip like crazy. And you're thinking, oh, these poor hippies. No, they're like, why are you guys bartending? I'm like, oh, we're fa- fundraising for a trip to China for my middle school daughter or for my middle school daughter. And they're like, Oh, that's amazing. Here's an extra $40. Oh, wow. Okay, great. <laughs> so I, the, is the vibe at a fish at a Pearl jam show? Is it very warm and friendly? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty much uh, some of the grateful dead and fish people I think have migrated over to Pearl jam. Cause they're, kind of crunchy yeah but there's there's a lot of people who will go it's like okay they're going on tour uh they're doing what like 30 shows okay i'm going to 25 of them or you know i'm going to all of them they'll they'll follow them all around the country and 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 all that sort of stuff and you know hang out in the parking lot and just well they 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 kind of changed the sound of the early 90s (laughs) like them and nirvana like i know there's other bands out there but those two bands really like if I had to pick if I were like an alien were to come and say, hey, what is the sound of the 90s? I would pick those and like NWA and be like, here, this was this was the music that changed how music was played and listened to forever. Mm-hmm. And I like I said, not a huge I never delved too deep in them, never saw them live, owned maybe one or two albums. But 
I re- completely respect what they did and how they did it. And it's just like, you know what? We're going to do our own thing. We're going to take this sound and we're just going to, because we like playing it and there's people that like listening to it and other people are going to start copying us. And I'm not talking about Stone Temple Pilots specifically, but I am talking about Stone Temple Pilots specifically. I like throwing a lot of shade. <laughs> hey, I mean, what's 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 the fun of uh, of having a podcast if you don't talk trash about people? Yeah, it's the internet, right? I'm, I can just say whatever I want and no one yeah. will get hurt. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Who knows what will happen by the time this comes out? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Assuming none of the band members have passed away from any of the bands we're talking. Oh no, about. I, I I just mean uh, internet inspired hate crimes. Oh yeah, yeah. There was always a band I wanted. There was always a tour I really wanted, and we joked about this because we like doing impressions, and we wanted it to be Gun Jam, <laughs> where. Pearl Jam toured with Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. but Eddie Vedder only sang Guns N' Roses song and Axl Rose only sang Pearl Jam songs. That sounds like you got to set up for a bit. It was that's pretty much that's how we passed the time at work. Was like, hey, let's sing this song in the style of Guns N' Roses now. Let's sing this song of Pearl Jam. It passed months of time because they're set, they have such big catalogs <laughs> and have such a distinctive sound, like. There's so many singers from the 90s that I don't, you know, like, they sound like everyone else. If you played me, if Eddie Vedder sang on any song, I'd be like, oh, that's Eddie Vedder. Like, and that's another thing that I give them credit for is they had their own song. Like, you know, sure, it's a little mumbly. Sure, it's a little throaty. But it's him. And if he were to sing a cover of anything, even what was it, Last Kiss? Was that one of their covers that they did? Yeah. Yeah. Not a huge fan of the cover, but I'm like, man, Eddie sure can belt it out. And listening to it, I'm like, oh, that's that's Eddie Vedder singing. That's that's definitely a Pearl Jam song. And not not every band has that uniqueness to them where you can do that. But you, do, you, you don't have an impersonation of, of what that would sound like? Oh, yeah. Oh, so you want to hear that? Okay. Uh, so we had... Uh, I thought you were setting that up. You're like, oh. oh no, no. I was just, uh, let's see. Uh, the big one we always did was like, we joked about how they would, uh, they'd sing each other's songs, but then the big closing song was them doing What's Going On or What's Up is, well, I woke up this morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real hot and I pray. Oh my God, do I pray. I pray every single day. That was, that was, that was Gun Jam. Awesome, (laughs) (laughs) and and that we we didn't talk about that ahead of time. Nope, that's fresh off the spot. That's the that's the magic of podcast fans. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's 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 why we're here, people. So, uh, do you have any Pearl Jam tattoos, Brandon? Uh, No, I don't have any tattoos. I I was interested in getting a couple when I was a little bit younger and then I was like, you know what I could do instead of get a tattoo is I could use that money for anything else. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I see people with like just tons of tattoos and I just look and I'm like, man, all that money, man, yeah. man. But I have, but, th- but this is one thing that I can buy that no matter how much debt I get in, they'll never be able to repossess it. No, but you also can uh, go into a pawn shop and uh, 
<laughs> this is true. But I've I've as a I collect video games and I have so many games that are like worth nothing now. But my tattoos, I still look. I have a sheep's head tattoo. I have my mystery science two thousand tattoo, and I love them. I'm never gonna you know my space ghost tattoo. It's faded. But it'll always remind me of when I used to stay up in college and watch Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh yeah. So I I I I'm 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 a big pro inker. <laughs> yeah. We took my daughter for her first tattoo, right. which ended up being her third because she didn't tell us she secretly got the tattoo. <laughs> but but she she ended up getting Totoro uh, from anime fame. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, you know what? It's art. I'm paying an artist to do art yeah. on the canvas to each their own. I don't like you are now becoming the odd one not having any tattoos. You look around and like almost everybody I'd see has a tattoo. And the people that don't have even just a little tattoo they got when they were 20 is becoming rarer and rarer. So I tip my hat to you on that, sir, for going against the green. Oh, no, I, I just cheap. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't bridge people at all for it. It's just kind of like, ah, oh, you know what? I could do that, yeah. or I could, uh, I don't get a, get a, some sushi or something. I don't know. No, or spend it on a Pearl Jam concert. That's right. Yeah. How much is a Pearl Jam concert go these days? Um, ooh, I don't know. Let me. The last time I saw them, the tickets were. Let's see. Let's see the tax statement. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, no, that was my business to taxes because I was embezzling. Uh, they were uh, 66 bucks each. That, that is completely reasonable for a band that huge. Mm-hmm. That is a completely reasonable ticket, especially in 2016, I'm assuming. Yeah. Maybe 2015. Yeah, that is a, that is a very reasonable ticket. I was assuming it was to be like $150. No, yeah, I'll I'll uh what was it? I think I was looking up uh it was either Pat Oswalt or Brian Regan are going to be here um in December and I was looking up one of their tickets <clears throat> and I saw that it said, "Oh, uh 120 bucks pair." And so I thought, oh, okay, so it's you have to buy a pair of tickets, and they're sixty bucks each, which is why it comes out to one hundred twenty. Oh, okay. And I click. There's two forty. Yeah, yeah. Single oh. ticket is one hundred twenty. You have to buy a pair. So, yeah, I was like, whoa, there's no way. <laughs> Luckily, I got to see Patton once. He was doing a fundraiser in Milwaukee for like a Jewish retirement center. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was like, all right, let's go see Pat. And we got there and it is all old people that had like funded for this fundraiser. Right. And like maybe out of the two, 300 people that were there, there was maybe 30 or 40 people like my age or younger. Mm -hmm. And so credit to him. He still did a set. He did not go as blue as he normally does. He read the room, but you can tell a professional comedian he was still so funny. I was crying laughing. Awesome. And the tickets were cheap. It was like 40 bucks. Oh, wow. So I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Same with John Waters. We went and saw, drove up to Madison to go see John Waters for a book signing tour. And it was only like $20. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best nights of my life. Yeah, out, out here in Reno, there's <laughs> there's nothing. That's the, that's the thing yeah. about living. It's like, oh, uh, whatever, flyover country or something like that. It's like, oh, yeah, but everybody stops there. As they're going yeah. east or west, so 
Yeah, I'm luckily I'm an hour away from Milwaukee and two hours from Chicago, so we do get some pretty good stuff. And if I really needed to, I could go to Detroit, which is only like five hours away. Mm-hmm. But that's a bit of a drive for my age. Yeah, well, yeah, you can have your kids drive now. <laughs> there you go. That's not a bad a idea. A personal Uber. Come on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm scared for when the younger one starts driving because I watched her play uh, Grand Theft Auto and Simpsons Hit and Run. And uh, <laughs> I'm quite terrified when she actually gets behind the wheel in a year. But the oldest one is the safest driver I've ever known. I'm just like, come on, use the pedal on the right. Quit being slow. <laughs> She's like, haven't you been in like a dozen car accidents? I'm like, yeah, so maybe you shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> Stop trying to get me in trouble, Dad. Yeah. The You only get in trouble if the cops catch you. Come on. Exactly. The turn that says, uh, no right, no turn on red when uh, I like when children are present. I want to go and switch some of them to say, no turn on red when police are present and see how long it takes to get noticed. Yeah, so you, you got to tell your kids, like, okay, whenever you're trying to whenever you're trying to uh get lose somebody when you're driving you know take left turns because if they lose you they're gonna or you know if if you kind of lose them and they're following you you turn left they're gonna think it's like well a right turn is easier to make so i'm gonna make a right turn they're not gonna turn yep oh you've got some experience running from uh chasers here uh... (laughs) no (laughs) no this will not be used in any court of law. Are you a cop? Because you have to tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> Damn it. They always get me with that. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Brian. It was a pleasure. Keep me in mind. Like I said, I will I will talk the ear off about anything, and I'll do as much research on Pearl Jam as I need to for the next one because I didn't bring as much material as I thought I could. Oh, no, that's totally fine. That's a, it's, it's, it's good to have episodes be different than you know you know just the same thing it's like okay here i go again talking about this exact same thing and you know having different people with different points of view i hear you well when your bouncing souls podcast comes up uh let me know and if uh keep me in mind for do the evolution that's what that's like one of my favorites of theirs all right well uh is there do you have any plugs that you need um Pretty soon, our newest film, Close Case Robin, will be hitting the YouTube, and I'll be sharing some links there. I don't have anything on that actively now. Um, it's a fake, it's a fake true crime show, uh, kind of like a hard copy or expose about a missing person. Uh, I have top billing in that for the first time in my life. Hate it. Um, and uh, probably a new podcast coming soon called First Time for Everything, where we discuss our first experiences, like first time driving, first time having alcohol, first time with being intimate with a member of the opposite or same sex. Like, kind of want to, you know, to get a little candid with people and then have a guest on to discuss their uh, mm-hmm. first time. So maybe, well, if we have a first time listening to Pearl Jam... I'll hit you up. Oh yeah. Oh, I got a I got I got a story for that, of course. <laughs> what what was your first time hearing Pearl Jam? Real quick. No, well, well we gotta save it for the for that uh for the podcast, man. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure to meet you and best of luck to all of this and to all the fans out there. This guy's the real deal. 
If anyone says that he's not a Pearl Jam fan, they're going to catch these hands. Okay, now I'll click the PayPal link so that uh, you can... The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash thebetterbandpodcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I'm on Twitter at BrandENP. And you can send us your email to betterbandpod at gmail.com and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Brian Hunt. And as always, this is Brandon saying, The answer to life's problems aren't at the bottom of a bottle, they're on TV!